1: What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, sitting here with the wonderful D. D was good.
2: What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm
1: doing great. I'm feeling this is gonna be a we got, we, this this one this is gonna be one of the ones. So one I'm of feeling the best ones. I'm, I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> so um, before we start this episode, I would like to advise everyone to please subscribe, give us a uh, five star re- re- rating, and leave a review. All those things we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And before we start this, no, no matter of fact, cut, I'm tripping. We gonna we gonna uh, get right into it. Cut the cut the small text. So this episode, you was when when, when was um uh, when was you back on
0: uh, January 2020. 2020. Wow, I thought it was, was yeah, it was just last year.
1: And she's I, we she's oh, probably almost two years did, ago. Almost two years it ago. Feel and like she's it. probably our most <laughs> she's probably our most requested person yes. to come back. Like every month, every week, I'm getting. Y'all need to have bees back on. When bees coming back on. So it's here. We we back. We got her back on. And like I said, I said her name already. For y'all who don't know her, her name is Bees. We're super excited to have her on the show. So welcome back to the show, Bees.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited to be back. A lot of stuff has changed over the past like almost two years.
1: Almost two years, yeah. That's...
2: Hold
1: on, it's like, is that new? <laughs> <laughs> Do you got a <laughs> watch show on the That's
2: what you're on. <laughs> Bees came to the studio. She ain't playing today.
1: Do you told me, hold on, Is that new. Is she, you peeped the watch, huh? What, 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 I peeped that. What kind of watch that is?
0: Uh, so. It's a 2020 Rolex Hulk. 2020. Brand new.
1: Yeah. Brand brand new. Y'all heard that. Brand. Just continue Rolex. It's
0: shiny. <laughs> it's
2: really over here, shiny. shiny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta talk because we was talking about that on the way here she was she was telling me how she got it with Kurt though but I'm like we gotta make sure we talk oh it. my god
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but we're gonna
1: break it we gonna break it down so for the people do you mind just for the people who may not be familiar with who be familiar with you know who you are do you mind just giving like some background on yourself
0: yeah yeah so um I was on here last year um for people who don't know me um I used to be a software engineer uh, and I, w- I was doing a software engineering for a couple years and from that I ended up going overseas to do overseas government contracting work and um, I'm in the tech industry and from there I've just been working on radars ever since and when you're working overseas as a government contractor, one, um, you-, you get paid a lot of money, and then two, it's tax free, and then three, you actually live for free, right? So. You don't actually have to like pay for any of your living expenses. I'm able to, um, you know, make the six-figure salary, uh, live in a nice apartment for free, and then transportation, food, all that's free as well. Mm-hmm. So it allowed me to basically like invest ninety percent of my income, right? So um, when I first got overseas, I was making like one thirty-five, one forty. I did that for like eighteen months, um, living in Japan, uh, and then after that, I got a job in Taiwan. And in Taiwan, that's when I really made a huge jump. with my salary, I was making like two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, and uh, that type of income, you know, you could pretty much invest all of it, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to invest like almost two hundred k a year, you can do a lot with that, right? And then not have any expenses. Uh, so the, really, that's that's what got me to where I am today. And, um, you know, if you haven't seen the first episode, I I definitely suggest people to watch it. I don't want to tell my whole story all over again, but basically I'm in tech. I used to play ball. Um, Ball wasn't going to work out. It wasn't going to make as much money as tech, so I just decided to go this route instead.
2: Can we talk about that for a second? Because it's like, um, I think a lot of people struggle with that level of self-awareness. You know, we all Mm. have our passions, something Xavier talks about a lot, and our dreams that we want to chase and go all in on. But the reality is, not everything is going to pan out the way you want it to. And sometimes you got to go the more logical route to get to where you're trying to go. And so what was the mentality for you behind that?
0: Yeah, honestly, you know, I was playing on a team, so I was playing at a school that was pretty much the best D3 school. I had a small scholarship, um, and I was good at basketball, but I was just like, you know, I feel like if I make it to the WNBA, what do WNBA players (laughs) make, right? So I literally went to Google. I had never done it before. Went to Google, right, looked up, you know, what's the average salary of a WNBA WNBA player, and it was like 45K. And I was like... (laughs) that's not a lot of money, you know? Like, I'm like, that, that's not a lot of money, right? So I'm like, dang, all right, well, what's the average salary of a software engineer? And it was almost 100K. So I'm like, damn, a software engineer makes almost double what a WNBA player makes. I quit the team the next day and I never oh, my <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like I, I literally, day. yeah, I, I quit the team the next day because um, I couldn't do schoolwork and actually focus on my um, on, on the basketball uh, career, right? So we're playing on a team. Uh, the way that they run the, the, the basketball system at the school I went to, I went to Christopher Newport, they run it like a D1... Uh, program. program. So that means like we were doing individual practice in the morning. We were doing team practice, like middle of the day. We was doing study hall. Like I'm not that type of person. Like I don't really like school like that. So if I got to <laughs> choose, like I got to pick and choose what I focus on. Mm-hmm. So my my grades weren't that good. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm not going to be able to do both. So, you know, at one point you have to decide, like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like to me, I'm not one of those people where it's like, choose your passion over money. I'm the type of person that believes that you choose money over passion, and that will allow you to do whatever you're passionate about after the fact, right? So that's pretty much how I went about it, um, and that's how I got here. To me, it worked out. You know, I was—I haven't said it yet, but you know, I, I, I retired at age 29. I don't even work anymore. So you know, I, I literally just retired. Um, I have so much passive income coming in from my investments; it's crazy. So from crypto, um, private equity investments. Um, I also invest into the Amazon and Walmart stores from uh, Dawson. He was on shout your show. Yeah, shout out to Dawson. Right? Like, I got so much passive income coming in. Um, I was making over 200K a year just from investments. So, you know, if you focus on that, you know, you can make a lot of money.
1: No, I, I'm so proud I, of you. No, I love this. I, <laughs> I love this so much because. If you listen to the show, you know I'm always on here. And I'm like, man, F your passion, F your passion. F- <laughs> I'm like, get the bag, get the bag. And I always get so much flack from people. They're like, why would you tell people to do that? Why, blah, 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 blah. And you're, you're, you're like a prime example of that. Like you said, you're 29, you retired. So you could now, you you at the point, you could do your passion whenever you want. as much. If you want to play ball all day, I you can do, do that. that. And you're <laughs> only 29 years old. So yeah. it's like... This is the reason why I say, obviously, if you have a lucrative passion, like and your passion making you money, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about most people' passions not lucrative. So mm-hmm. that's why I say, just get the bag, because you could still, you could still get to a point where you're relatively young and live that life where you're doing whatever you want to do. And I feel like so many people, they just for whatever reason they can't get that through their head. It's like, no, I want to keep. Ch- yeah. like,
2: play devil's advocate because you make because you know people on the other side of that would be like well you're trying to make it seem like money is everything money is the end all be all it's yeah. more important things than
1: it no but that's not see I like that you're playing devil's advocate I like that <laughs> we can go back and forth about this but it's I not know. about making money it's just the reality of it's hard to live if you don't a peaceful lifestyle without yeah. money it's hard so it's bigger than it's not even about the money it's about the options and the time freedom and peace for real and without the without that it's hard like most of us we all been broke before the most stressful times usually is when you, like, ain't got nothing. You worried about how I'm going to pay these bills. Mm-hmm. So if you could take that away, you could live a much more peaceful life, at least from my point of view. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? That was happening. So, so but let, please, let's talk about this. So, you, like you said, you just uh, retired. So how did you get to that point? And like um first, how many years did it take you to get there? Um
0: how many years did it take me to yeah, get how here? Long did it, yeah, yeah. Um I honestly I really didn't get serious about it until like 2017, right? So mm. 2017 I got really serious, um, to where I was like, all right, you know, I I wanna retire early. I didn't know how early it was gonna be, but I was like, I want to retire early, right? So um from 2017 to 2021, right? So took me about four years to get here and I I had mistakes, you know, throughout that time period. And I would say to people who are trying to retire early, don't try and reinvent the wheel. You know, that's something that everybody Mm -hmm. does. You start making money and you try to feel like figure out new ways to make Mm -hmm. money. Right. But if you look at the wealthy people, you'll see that most wealthy people, they end up making money through either real estate, um, the stock market, or um you know other traditional investment mm-hmm. um, uh other traditional investment um opportunities right most people aren't really creating brand new businesses and Arts. making it you know you don't need to create something new you just need to increase your capital and invest it that's it like and consistently invest it right so um and i know a lot of people they're probably going to see this and they're like oh well you know you're a software engineer you're making this type of money um, that's the only reason why. Like, it doesn't really matter what you do. You just need to increase your income, right? Like, that's that's what I teach. I teach people that as long as you increase your income, get up to where you're making six figures, right? Um, and you invest and you keep your uh, spend, your monthly spend low, you will be able to make passive income every month. To where you get to the point where your income actually covers all your living expenses, mm. right? And once you get there, you can like you know crank it up a notch and then take it even further. You can start making more money. So mm. um, that's that's really what you gotta focus yeah. on.
1: And I've uh I've read articles on the uh, because um, they got the com- they got the community that retired, like the fire community. Yeah, I the, the fire it. community. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, a lot of time when you read about them, they'll talk about how they're pretty much just like penny pension, they they like yeah. they couponing, they live in like the cheapest apartments, they not they like they don't spend... even eat at like yeah. um, Starbucks or any yeah. nice restaurants, they they not, none of that. They're not spending a dollar. So it's like with you, it don't seem like that was your path. It seemed like you was still living a life, You was doing fly stuff, doing nice things. So just talk about how you was able to balance being able to invest and take care of business to retire early, but also still and live and enjoy life.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I believe in in this principle called fat fire. Right? There's fire, which mm. is just a regular fire where you know it's a lot of penny pinching and you're mm. you're just pretty much investing your money into your um, stock portfolio to where you can withdraw from it. But fat fire is where you're actually getting passive income every month. And you have those investments as well. Right. So when you got that passive income coming in every month and you have the other assets, you're able to just, you know, do whatever you want. You don't have to penny pinch. You don't have to worry about it too much as long as you keep that like that, that healthy balance to where, you know, you're not spending more than what you're making a month and you're still investing. So, you know, that's that's what that's pretty much what you have to do. Okay. So for
2: somebody who's looking to find, like, some passive streams of income that's going to be good for them to, like, jump into, I don't want to say easily, but, you know, to get things moving, what would you recommend?
0: Yeah, so the ones that I like, you know, I I studied a lot of different passive income streams. Um, Like, one that I feel like is slept on because it seems so simple is honestly vending machines, right? You know, like, if you got... I would say a lot of people don't have more than $2,500 a month of um, expenses. Expenses. I I would say that's like a lot of people don't have that much, right? So you could literally have probably a max of five vending machines and cover all of those expenses. And that's if you have vending machines that make, you know, um, I would say at least $500 a month. But you can get vending machines that make $1,000 a month, Mm -hmm. right? Y'all have had Brother Graham on here talk about vending machines. He gets machines all the time that make $1,000 a month. So if you get, like, three machines, you can have all your living expenses paid for. Um, I'm big on Twitter, and I asked people before, you know, how much would an additional $2,000 a month help you? And almost everybody said it would be Mm life-changing. You can easily do that with vending machines, and they're not that expensive. So to me, that's one method that you can um, use to start making passive income. Um, another one that I like, is it's more risky, um, but I do like Turo for sure. Right. I think Turo is a high cash-on-cash um, cash return. You can definitely make a lot of uh, income coming in that way. Um, I'm big on crypto too. If you're able to do some yield farming, yield farm. yeah, if you can yield farm and you can make some good income on some uh, good projects, not like some projects that are going to scam you. <laughs> if you can do that, um, I would say that, you know, those are, those are all good ways for you to make passive income for sure. And then obviously real estate. Yep. But um, even though people think real estate is a high barrier of entry, pretty much everybody can come into real estate and they can house hack, right? Yep. You can get you a FHA loan, put down 3.5%, and you can get you a house and you can buy up to four units, and immediately start making money that way. So I, I really I believe that everybody should house hack straight right. straight off the jump. Don't forget about your dream house. Just house hack immediately. Get your um, multifamily. Mm. Use that FHA loan and just just house hack it. Mm. So
2: Bees, what you're saying is is no <laughs> benefits in own, in buying your um, family house first.
0: Yeah, forget about your dream house, right? Like, because I got caught up in that too. You know, you think that your dream house is going to be something that you're in forever. But if you're young, yep. you're not staying in the dream house forever. Um, I think a couple of years ago, they said that the average amount of time people live in a house is like 13 years. I would say it's probably less than that now. Like yeah, it's it's no, probably like under like seven, yeah. you know. So if you're not going to be there that long, you in here spending so much money, like maxing out your budget on a house that you're not going to be in the long term. When you house hack, you only got to be in there for 12 months. So why would you go and cap out your earning potential or or your your, uh, expenses? Would you have to spend on expenses on a house that you're only going to be in for not even 10 years, right? Right. And it's not going to bring you in any money. So the way to get wealthy is by taking your money and putting it to work and having it make you more money. So if you're just putting all your money into a house, a lot of people end up house poor by just maxing out their budget. Like, why don't you just go and get you a multi-family and start bringing in income every single month? And then if you need to, you know, uh after that, go get your dream house. Can
1: mm, I play love, Devil's oh, Advocate oh, again? Wait, 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 you want to play Devil's Advocate second, again? One second, one second. <laughs> yeah. Wait one second. We got to go. We're going to take a break real quick. Go to mm-hmm. our next month. Then you can play Devil's Advocate. <laughs> this episode is also sponsored by My Official Crypto Guide. That's right, guys. If you guys are looking to get into crypto, you can go to www guide the number two crypto.com and in this guide i'll go over all things you need to get started with making money in crypto i named 13 solid coins solid projects that you guys can invest in long term and will make money with i named platforms you can use i talk over the issue of paying taxes and so many other things so if you want to get this guide go to www.guide the number two crypto.com to get started in making crypto making money in crypto today So I know
2: something I see a lot on Twitter when it comes to the topic of renting versus owning. And a lot of people who are on the owning side as far as buying your own house rather than renting say that oftentimes you can find a mortgage that's cheaper than market rent and you can save that way. So even with that mentality, would you still be pro house hacking or renting to save money? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah.
0: I I would say still house hack, right? Because when you house hack, you're going to live in one unit and that one unit that you live in and then the other people uh, paying the mortgage, they're going to cover most of the mortgage, right? So if you're house hacking and you have, even if it's only two units, they're going to cover more than what it would be if you actually had to um, rent out someplace, right? Mm -hmm. So I would still say house hack for sure Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, even if you got a duplex, you'll live in one side, rent out the other. You only have to live in it for 12 months. So then you'll have two units bringing in money every single month. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I wanna go back to crypto for a second. And first, I wanna talk about the Rolex. You buying the crypto. We buying the Rolex with crypto. First, let's talk about Uh-oh. that. Then I'm gonna to go to my next question. So, how did you do that?
0: Yeah, so um, honestly, the main way that I did it, so I invested into a couple of things, right? So, I, I would say two of my best investments this year I invested in Solana. Um, I invested in it at around $4. And right now, it's around 220 right? So, and that was in February. Um, And then I also got into NFTs, So I bought a couple of um, Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs. Uh, I bought two. The first one, I actually like paper handed it. I got scared and I sold it early. But one of them, I actually held on to it pretty long. Um, And I sold it recently for one hundred and seventy thousand. Right. So I've been in crypto since 2017. How much you
1: bought it for? Uh,
0: I bought it for 20K. Yeah
1: 20K to I bought it for cent.
0: 20K It was 10 Ethereum at the time I sold it for 40 And even with that Like I was just like I was nervous I knew I was about to retire So I was like Let me just sell this Get rid of it um, But I mean still I turned 20K in 170 Within like 4 months So um heard of Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like unheard of. Right. So um, by having that money, I took that and I put some into watches and some people might think I'm crazy. But the thing is this. I've been through bear markets in crypto. You know, I've been through the 70 percent drawdown. So like 70 percent drawdown. Let's say your account was worth 100K today. Like once the bear market hits, it might be worth thirty k, twenty k, right? Mm-hmm. But if you invest into um, actual watches that hold their value or appreciate, you can buy now where my portfolio is worth a lot. You know, I can sell off some, reinvest it in the watches, and then when the market crashes, I can actually. Um, you know, rebuy those cryptos that I believe in mm. at a much lower price. So, mm-hmm. you know that that's my strategy. That's people don't think it works, or people think it's stupid, but I've been there before. Last time I was looking at Rolexes and stuff, and after my portfolio crashed seventy percent, I'm like, dang. Well, if I had the Rolexes, at least it'd still be worth. <laughs> <laughs> at least it'd still be worth like what I paid for it. Like the crypto is down like seventy percent. So, you know, that's
1: what I did. I was going to say, can you show them the watch one more time? I'll oh, which one? It's just yeah, beautiful. That's, that's, oh. Yeah, it's beautiful. That, that joint
0: hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it
0: discontinued one, too. So yeah. that's the thing. So you know, you, you got to buy won. right. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to buy right. You can't go out, like, buy a bust down or anything like that. You know, you want to buy something that's going to hold its value or appreciate over time. So don't buy any bust downs. Um, I would say don't buy anything that's, like, you know, something that people don't want. You want to buy something in demand that's mm-hmm.
1: that's brilliant because you basically secured your profits yeah you took them which one you is one way to secure it but then you took it and you put them into different more assets that you know like you said when you got classic time pieces like that they're going to hold their value especially when you have these shortages that's going on mm-hmm. so you see that's a win because like you said people don't understand yeah when crypto drop man it's like a roller coaster <laughs> it's gonna drop yeah, it's gonna like drop. fast yeah, right. and deep what's up
2: so let me ask y'all that do y'all see a crypto market crash coming soon
1: uh yeah it's gonna be the i'll say a bear market it's gonna be back in the That's bear, what market. It is, a bear yeah. market yeah yeah How soon yeah
2: would y'all say or what's your predictions i'm saying
1: 2022
0: yeah i think <laughs> i think by april may at the latest you know like it's it's really hard to to gauge it because a lot of the coins are up a lot like solana went from one dollar this year to it capped out at like 250. That's a 250X. Right. Like, how much more is it going to go up? Like, I don't know, but I'm going to take my profits. And, you know, once it drops, it drops, you know. So um, right now I'm just really just yield farming and just keeping my money into um, coins that I think that have high earning potential
1: yield mm-hmm. f- yield farming break that down for the break yeah. that down
0: yeah so uh yield farming is basically it's it's decentralized finance and you're basically able to take uh two cryptocurrencies equal value of two crypto so like let's say you had um I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows ethereum right so let's say you had um $100 worth of ethereum you could take $100 worth of ethereum and a $100 worth of like USDC which is a stable coin mm-hmm. you can take that and you could provide liquidity for a decentralized exchange. So it's this, this it's like, crazy. This is going to be out there <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people, right? So <laughs> right. you can put it into a decentralized exchange, and it will allow people to be able to buy and sell, like, Ethereum. If they if they had Ethereum, they could sell it for USDC. If they had USDC, they could swap it for Ethereum. So you are able to actually earn the fees from the um, providing liquidity, right? So when you do that, the fees that you earn, depending on the platform, it could be up to 1,000% APR which is crazy, crazy. right a thousand percent apr i i don't know it might be like ten thousand percent apy honestly so uh but you earn a lot of money right like I, I know some of my yield farms at some point i was earning um close to like three thousand dollars a week just yield farming off of 20k so you know I was, I was making good money right so that's pretty much my focus like yield farming on coins that i believe in long term and yield farming where um I just think the value is just gonna it's gonna stay there and I don't think it's gonna like scam me so mm-hmm. that's what yeah. I'm doing
1: but to, I was gonna because uh, this is a super important topic because like you spoke on how you will never have to sell your assets and I know a lot of people when they, when they see that video and I advise everybody to follow on Instagram Twitter so y'all could y'all could consume her content because she's giving out some real shit but I think a lot of people that window, a lot of people here when you like, hold on, what you yeah. mean? When they and they hear that it's like a mind blowing way of strategy, knowing that you could loan out your assets and make money on it. So do you mind just talking about that more as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, when when I say I'm never going to sell my assets, right, wealthy people, what they do is they take loans against their assets. So like, let's say you have stocks or real estate now with crypto. Um, you can borrow against it right so if you had a thousand dollars worth of of crypto you could borrow eight hundred dollars worth and you can go take that money invest it in something else else? or you can go take that money and if you wanted to you could live off of it if you think that that crypto is going to continue to go up and that's what wealthy people do you know they don't they don't go out here and just sell off their stocks right a lot of people are like well why would you invest long term because if as long as it's going up forever and you can borrow against it, yeah. you always have money you can live off of. This is my I'm like, no, it's, to real. Piece it all it's, it's, it's a
1: game changer, specifically yeah. with crypto. That's a game changer, but still, it, a lot of people aren't aware of that strategy yet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then the thing with crypto, too, is a lot of people don't notice um, there are different places you can borrow from against your crypto, and the loans actually pay themselves off. Because, like, you know, crypto, the way that the interest rates are, like, from the amount that the interest that you get for depositing um, minus the amount that you have to pay for borrowing, you still come out ahead. Okay, you still. So ahead. your loans pay themselves off. So you don't even got to pay the loans back.
2: All right. So let me ask you this for <laughs> it's called yield farming, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a minimum amount of money that you need to get into it? And how skilled or savvy in crypto do you need to be to, to do it?
0: Yeah, so when you get into yield farming, um, you don't need any minimum amount. Like, you could literally have $10 split at $5 and $5, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no minimum amount at all. So it's just based off of, you know, however much money you want to earn back. But, you know, if, you get in, if you're get if you getting good returns, it doesn't matter whether it's $10, $100, whatever. It's all about the percentage. Um, and you don't need to be skilled at all. You just have to really just learn how to um put the money into liquidity pools mm-hmm. and just understand the mechanism and how it works right so but once you put the money in you're earning interest and you can claim that money at any time okay. so you can literally deposit it into your bank account like you'll transfer it to like let's say coinbase or binance or cash app and you mm-hmm. can put it in your bank account that's
2: crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, right? You're thinking it is, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's
0: it's the new wave of finance, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want people to know about it. So Coinbase actually tried to come out with a lending platform, in the SEC blocked them. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want people to know about this type of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, so, so I was going to ask. So if you mind sharing, give us your your let's say your top three cryptocurrencies. Uh-oh. Top three.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Um, I would say top three. I mean, obviously, you know, Bitcoin is one that everybody's yeah. going to say, but yeah. I, w- I would say Solana, um, Ethereum, and for the third one, it's kind of like a toss-up. It's a bunch that I like. Um, I'll be the same way. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch. Uh, I would just say something that I think is going to last long-term. I think Luna is going to last long-term. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So,
2: like, with there being so many coins, like... And same t- for you, Zay, but how do you know it's a good coin? Like, how do you know this one has potential and it's not just another shit coin? You got
1: to do your research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to do your
0: research, right? You got you got to do your research. And in my course, that's like the main thing, right? So I, I have courses that teach people how to invest in the stocks, how to invest in the crypto, precious metals, all types mm-hmm. of different asset classes. But, yeah, it's all about doing your research, you yeah. know? Like, once you learn kind of like what you need to look for, um things that i like to look for is one making sure they have like a either a good team good even team, even yeah. with like stocks right you want to make sure it's a good team with that company um making sure they have a good team use good use case right um and then make sure that it's actually being used by mm-hmm. people right so usually if it hits those marks and and you think it'll be useful in the future i mean you, you usually win
1: Is it so. you know because people ask that a lot and if you're a stock investor like the strategy, the way you see stocks, or how to buy you a good stock, it's it's, it's basically the, the same with yep. crypto for real. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's why that's why you shouldn't really try to like rely on other people's moves, right? You should try to learn how to do research. Mm-hmm. That's why I try to teach people to fish. I don't really um like to really just tell people exactly what to buy right i want you to i teach you how to do your own research i show you what i'm looking at but you also need to look and find your own coins too your own coins your own stocks like figure it out yourself as well because you know i'm not going to be here forever so you gotta know how to do your own research
1: talk about your talk about your course more what like with the name of it like everything in detail and all that
0: oh okay yeah yeah so my course um investing for everyone you know i like i said before I, i teach people how to invest in the crypto how to invest in the stocks, um, everything that I know about it, right? So I've been investing in the stocks and cryptos for a long time. And mm. I would say when it comes to our community, you know, we are really taught the wrong things. Like people tell us, oh, investing in the stocks is risky. risky. Yep. Now they're telling us, oh, investing in the crypto is risky. Yep. But if you do your research, right, you don't have to go all in on stocks or crypto, Um, But there's ways to invest into all of these asset classes and really make good money, right? You don't really have to be out here doing anything too risky. You don't have to put your money into, like, meme coins, AMC, you know, Dogecoin. You, You can make great money off that, right? But I can promise you, I would say, like, you know, 10 years from now, that's not the coin that you would want to bet any type of money on. Like, is Dogecoin going to be around? Is Shiba going to be around in 10 years? I don't, I don't right, know. You don't know. But I know for a fact Bitcoin will Ethereum be around. Ethereum going to be around. Solana's Solana. going to be around. Yep. I don't know about Doge. I don't know about those, right? So I'm an investor. I'm not a gambler. Um, mm. I think that our community, we really get caught up on trying to hit the lotto. You hear one person ends up like, hitting it real big on something like amc or hitting it real big on something like dogecoin and now every single crypto you trying to hit the lotto you trying to go all in and just you know hopefully oh i, I hope i turn 100 into a million dollars like that doesn't even make sense it don't you know what type of return that is turning 100 dollars into a million dollars you're gonna lose a lot you're of money lot of right money. and a 100 dollars that's a low example like it'll be people out here that are literally taking a thousand i saw somebody on twitter say oh i should have put my down payment into shiba on a house oh like i should put my down payment well, on my house and it like well, that's like gonna gambling. be homeless, yeah it. like that that's not investing you don't you don't want to do yeah. that this is not the lottery you want to be an investor
1: but i i think that's the even though i as much as i love crypto that's the one danger because i i know people it's like drinking you know how commercial they say you drink responsibly like it's okay to drink but drink responsibly when it comes to investing, specifically crypto like it's great to invest but people need to invest responsibly, especially yeah. when it comes to crypto. Cause like as we was talking about, when it dropped, that shit to go like. So if you plan, if you're really not investing, you gambling, trying to hit home runs. When you lose, mm-hmm. like you lose, like you lose big. You lose, you lose, <laughs> you, lose you lose. You be hurt, like you yeah. gonna be at home crying. So and it, like how I see it, and we had this conversation probably multiple times. Like as much as they say, like it's investing, it's a risk. There are several coins, at least in my opinion, that I think are pretty much guarantees for real. Unless something crazy, something wild happens in the world where it's, like, super wild. It, there's some coins that's like, they not going nowhere. These, yeah. like, pretty much safe bets if you invest consistently and just, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. That's how I see it. What, what you think? Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree, too. I think that, you know, these coins are pretty much safe bets. If yeah. you do your research and you understand what you're looking at, I think they're safe bets. But, like I said before, people don't do their research. They just see, like... Oh man! Somebody turned this much money into this. I'm gonna put my money into that too, right? Facts. So, like I said, education is everything, right? You gotta value your education. You gotta learn and understand, um, you know, what you're investing in. It doesn't matter what the investment class is. You gotta mm. understand
1: it. Mm. Well, you talking? You, you, you talking shit? Cause mm. this some like I said, you were retiring at 29. That's not. That's not an easy feat. That's something that. You know, most of our, like, when it comes to our community, we don't think about it to 55, 65. I know people, when I was in the military, I was working with a dude that was 85, like, something like that. So, retirement is definitely something that should, as long as you're working, it it should be in everybody's mind. Like, when can I walk away from this? And to be able to do it before 30 is like, I think you might be the first person that I personally know that retired before 30, for real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's not, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait, that's not like... Go to ahead. be
2: specific, though, it's retired from the corporate world. Yeah. you're not yeah. completely done working. Yeah,
0: I'm but not still, completely done working, though. right? I could, right? I could be like, I don't want to do nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. I could easily do that, um, but you know, I enjoy helping other people. I enjoy investing. Like, if anything, I could be an investor full time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could just keep taking the money I'm making and just keep investing it and just keep growing into more yeah. and more money.
1: Mm-hmm. And I and I love this. Something we was talking about on the way here is that. Like we all started building on our like online presence around the same time and there was a lot of us that um, that grew our brands grew our and you see you you seeing the results of the things that we built over the years. Well I say well, a lot of people when we started it was like motherfuckers was making jokes, let's be real like, <laughs> yeah. L- LLC Twitter and making but it's like a lot of us when it came to this business and investing, we was dead serious. Now you able to see. Deanna, why you laughing? Now you able to see. Come on. You why know
2: You're getting... the king of
1: L.O.C. Chill out. Chill out. Don't put that on me. They'll, be a, they'll be on there saying that shit for real. So I'm, I'm just laying, so y'all. They'll be on there saying that shit for real. But no, I'm saying a lot, of, a lot of people, they took that social media shit as a game. And I think those that seen the true value in it and giving game, giving real advice, now it's like we having those... I'm not going to get into numbers now, but we having these crazy months when it comes to uh, income and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, this shit ain't no, it, it no, this shit with no game. You yeah. prime example. You yeah, going... yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, but the thing that's crazy, that's what I'm saying. Like, people think it's one-off. Like, my best friend, we both went to the same school. We both went to VCU. He did computer science. We both did computer science together. He went overseas too, right? And he went with uh, the federal government and I went as a government contractor. He retired last year. He oh, retired damn. at 27. Was, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. He focused completely on real estate. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. I probably would have retired mm-hmm. a year earlier if I didn't get into trucking. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I would, I lost like 60 K investing in the truck. And if I would have just focused on crypto, like I literally, it was at the point where I had like 50,000 and I was like, I can put it in the Bitcoin. I could put in the trucking.
1: trucking. Trucking
0: was huge on social media. I, obviously, I should have put in the Bitcoin. Like, if I put fifty k in the Bitcoin last year, it'd be worth, I don't know, over a million dollars now, yeah. probably.
1: Yeah, for real. But, but at the same time, in your defense,
0: or two, it was two years ago. Two years ago.
1: You know? Yeah, you're right. You yeah, right. two years but ago. But your defense, though, I could see why you were choosing because you because. We know crypto is not, on, um especially then you talk about two years ago, yeah. it wasn't like cash flow. It was like mm-hmm. the market go up, down. Yeah. Trucking, that would have been like a pretty much guaranteed cash flow every right. month. So I could, I could, yeah, I was the trying to get the say cash say, yeah. flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That,
0: and that's the thing, right? So like, I feel like if you're focusing on cash flow, focus on stuff that is like proven, stuff that people have been doing for a while. Like, and it doesn't have to be over the top. Like I said, like vending machines, those have been around forever everybody uses vending machines right you know investing in the real estate been around forever everybody's been everybody got to rent housing if you don't own it right, right. so mm-hmm. like these things that have been around forever you don't need to reinvent the wheel at all
1: Damn, yeah that's we was, we was talking about that because re uh, reinvent the wheel i've experienced it before that's like one of the quickest ways to lose money for real because you're trying to everybody think you got to be super creative or let me yeah. do this now it's really like yo it's already the formula is already out here put your money in these places sit back and chill but so like you know we want that quick that we want it fast and so especially that's 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 the, <laughs> that's the one thing with crypto where it's like it could kind of mess you up and it screw your head screw your head up because you could get 200 in a week and you feel like oh this is normal if i'm not getting this anywhere else i'm cool so i'm like let me go for home runs all the time where it's like yo fastest what they say um uh, i can't even remember the saying some steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow yeah. and steady. Slow and steady. I was like say fast. Fast and steady. I'm tripping. Slow and steady wins the the uh, wins the race, and that's a true statement. Like you, on, you might not be able to be retired by thirty, like bees, but you could might be do be able to do it by thirty five, which is still young as hell. Mm-hmm. To be to, to be able to retire at thirty five for us. So no, I like your whole story. That's why I was um super uh, happy to bring you back on because like I said, if y'all follow bees, she give out game all the time when you talk about investing, business, all kinds of shit. Like if you, you gonna get some value when you follow her. And the dope thing about it is she did it from like a nine to five. It wasn't like no uh, no handouts or something crazy. She did like it's the it's the dopest story to me because it's achievable for them near anybody. Yeah. Anybody could become a government contractor. Anybody could start investing. So it's so your story alone is like anybody can is is it's, it's the blueprint that anybody can do this shit. You don't need to be no rocket scientists or none of that like how how you even um like let's say if somebody listening to this they want to get plugged in to become a government contractor but you know most people they don't know like because that's like a, if you ain't got no military background family in military you don't even know what even gonna look for this kind of stuff
0: <laughs> right right yeah yeah so i mean the top government contractor companies um i would say north of yep. one of the top ones um you got Booz allen uh, Raytheon, Raytheon Lockheed Martin mm-hmm. uh, Boeing you know those are companies that you can all um, apply to right but honestly you don't have to focus on government contract it's about getting into a field that pays a high salary right so some of the fields that I like I like um, insurance adjusting which y'all has Steven's story on here mm-hmm. he's a he's big into insurance adjusting I know so many people got into insurance adjusting they're making six figures within six months right uh, focusing on tech. If you can get those tech skills, you can start making six figures. Obviously doctors make six figures. Engineers make six figures. Uh, people who focus on sales, they make six figures usually. So you just want to get into a career that makes six figures, right? And you don't want to go to college and get into too much debt, right? Mm. So the main key there is too much debt. Like if you can go to school, go to an in-state school, um, or you can do some uh, CLEP exams that they pretty much count for credits. Mm-hmm. You can do those, keep your costs down. Or if you want to go in the military, you could do the same thing, right? I know people who went to the military, um, did their six years, and then they became government contractors, like mm-hmm. triple their income. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing. It's mainly about making sure that you have, one, a high income from a career, two, um, investing your money to earn passive income, <clears throat> and then obviously like saving your money as well. So as long as you get that that high income save and invest it to get passive income, you know, you really can't lose.
1: What if you in a uh, career field where it's not six figures? Let's say it's like 50-60, 70,000. Like what would you, what would your strategy be then to start on that journey so you could get fast paced and retire eventually?
0: Yeah, yeah. I would I would say like let's say if you're making like 50-60, I would say see if you can take those same skills and then apply it to a um industry that will pay you higher right so like there's people who are um assistants right and they can go into doing like executive assistance for um a tech company or something like that right or um a director at a tech company so just trying to take those skills apply them to other industries that pay higher, pay higher. and if that doesn't work then you got to reskill yourself you got to go retrain yourself mm. get the skills you need to get that higher income and then you can also focus on trades as well so don't sleep on the trades you know being an electrician being a plumber um hvac stuff like that those all pay six figures so that's really what you need to do you just got to figure out what's going to work for you something you feel like you can actually do and stick to get that high income start to save pay off that debt and start to invest that's i mean that's really it
1: yeah i think you keep there i noticed that you keep saying the skills and this is extremely important especially today because we talked about like me and bees we talked about how we feel like we're going in a time period At least in this country, where pretty soon it's gonna be there's no there's no there's not gonna be a like a middle America where it's like a middle class. Is either gonna be you financially independent, or you at the bottom of the barrel like penny pinching to live? So it's like skills is everything. Like one thing about skills, if you if you got skills, you can always be able to get income. You'll always be able to get a job because you got the necessary skills to be useful. So that's super important. And it's like I said. million times this is information that's applicable to everybody like you don't got to be no damn in a super talented No, and if this is something that everybody could do and say oh damn let me go get these skills or these certs or any like let's say for let me ask you this like let's say if you didn't go to college like but you still Wanted to end up being where you are now like going through the same route like would like what would you do? How would you do that without going to college not getting a degree?
0: Yeah, I mean for me I would have went to the military honestly because Mm. like back then, you know I graduated high school in 2010 back then boot camps and stuff like that weren't that big so I would have went to the military, probably did four or six years and converted to doing government contracting. contracting. Yeah, because my dad, he went to the military, but he did 20 years and then converted to a government contractor. So Mm. he was telling me like, you know, oh, you know, you're like 15 years ahead of me. I was this age when I was making the money that you were making. So by me just going straight, I went straight to college and then, you know, went straight to government contracting, I was able to skip that. But even if I went to the military, got a degree for free or just got the experience, because that's really what it is. Like the work that we do overseas is we, we work these on these military systems. So if you're in the military and you worked overseas, I'm pretty sure you can easily get a job for a government contractor. So... You know, as long as you're able to get that experience, do your four or six years, whatever you sign for, you can immediately go and be a government contractor. Um, and don't let your secret clearance or top secret clearance expire. Just go and start working as a government contractor immediately.
2: And I like that you uh, pointed that out about the military cuz i mean everybody know you can get a free education yep. but like once you join the military you could start school like yep. immediately yep. like within 6 months of being in and getting trained up
1: mm-hmm. you can get out,
2: get out there start getting in college like i'm on my master's degree and by the time i'm done i haven't paid a lick out of pocket Like, not one cent out of pocket. The military's paid for my entire degree. So that's something you should definitely do not sleep on because by the time you're done with the military, you can have your college degree and go transition into that.
1: Yeah, and it's super easy.
0: Right, right. And and that's the thing, too. Like, people sleep on different companies paying for your education, too. Like, you can work at Amazon and they pay for your college. You can work at Walmart, Target, they pay for your college, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go and pay for college out of pocket. You know, you can easily figure out all right, you know, what company is going to pay for my college out of pocket? Let them pay for it and then go from there, right? Or see what company is going to pay for your search out of pocket, right? So I did internships with uh, the government. I worked for the Air Force. I did an internship with them. I did an internship with Northrop Grumman. And all of these companies, they all pay for you to um, get certifications and for your college. Like Even when I was an intern for the Air Force, they paid for a couple of my college courses. Mm-hmm. just for being an intern, right? So people have to take advantage of these companies paying for these different skills for you. You don't have to pay out of college, out of pocket all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that just leads to the bigger topic of people really need to learn how to take advantage of the benefits that their employers offer.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a
2: really big thing. It's like, so, you know, so many people work a job just waiting on the check but not realizing, like, it's so many benefits and programs these employers offer that you could be taking advantage of to set yourself up.
0: Yep, Yeah, definitely take a look at your educational assistance programs in your benefits handbook, right? I don't think anybody looks at those, like, Look Not at the edu- at yeah, don't <laughs> look at the educational assistant programs. Look and see what what they're offering for your health programs. Because like even if you work out, they got fitness programs where they'll give you like a hundred dollars a month just for working out. Right. Like people don't even pay any attention to their um employee handbook. So take the time, read through it, see what benefits you can get, and see how you can take advantage of those.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he, I know Tay, that's what something Tay was telling me about his um his job. They give him like money per quarter to work out. So that's yeah. that's real. This episode is also sponsored by masterworks. There's a new app billionaires use to invest in a new $1.7 trillion asset is one that 99% of investors have never heard of a market whose volume has grown 2,700% and has historically outperformed the S and P 500. while having virtually zero correlations to equities spoiler is high end art. This app lets you invest in fractional shares of art, similar to a company stock. And art has been more than just something pretty to look at. For instance, a middle class real estate developer flipped his Basquiat for 5,814% gross ROI. That turned $19,000 into a staggering $110,500,000. That's 407 times more than the SP return, 581 times more than real estate return, and incalculably more than his savings account. But many top tier paintings have price tags in the tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. Just imagine what they building a diversified portfolio of them will cost. That amount of money can be tough to stomach, even for the riches on the earth. So Masterworks, the $1 billion fintech unicorn, came up with a solution. Why not just make them investable like a company stock? You simply buy shares in a multi-million dollar pain, and when Masterworks sells it, they'll see your share of the profits. It's that easy. Early investors already got a 32% annualized return from a Bansky trade in 2020. Luckily, you don't need to be a billionaire to sign up. In fact, membership is free. Naturally, demand has been crazy. 230,000 members have signed up. Over 250 million dollars have been invested with Masterworks, and the waitlist to join is growing day to day. Lucky for you, I'm friends with the Masterworks team, so they gave me a special link to skip to the front. Just go to masterworks.io/mindsets. That's Masterworks dot io slash mindsets see important disclosures at o slash disclaimer and like as always the, the link for that is in the description of this podcast episode so if you want to start buying art and making money in the art industry go to the link in this podcast description to start today so the, the, let's, let's um now talk about post-retirement like so what's <laughs> what's what's next now what's the move i, uh, know, you, I know you got a lot planned.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, mainly what's next is obviously continue to invest, right? I want to get into um, more real estate, looking at buying some uh, storage unit facilities for sure, Uh, looking at buying some multifamily properties, Mm -hmm. um, and then really just continue just educating our community, right? So, um, you know, just continue with my courses, continue pushing my book. You know, I have a financial literacy book called Financial Starter Kit. So helping people understand that, you know, basic financial literacy, because I think that's where a lot of people need to start at. That's a point. Um, and then also I have, a, uh, um, I have a group coaching program that I have helping people out as well. And I have a community as well, um, Success Life Society, where, you know, if, if people are looking for a community somewhere that they can uh, see different plays, see different things I'm investing in. And <clears throat> if they just want a community of people who are trying to increase their career income invest, you know, that's, that's all we do. Like every day, all day, we're just talking about different investments and ways we can increase our income.
2: I want to ask you as far as from where you started to where you are now, what has been the biggest shifts in mindset in terms of business or business work, either or investing in family?
0: Um, I would say the biggest shift is, like, I just felt like I needed to do it so fast. Like, once you Mm -hmm. just stop thinking about the time frame and just focus on the process, like, I swear, like, I looked up and I didn't even realize, like, oh, wow, like, I'm making this much money a month. I I actually can retire this year. Like, I don't really need to be here anymore, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I think... The biggest mindset shift is just not focusing on the time and just focusing on the journey and sticking to my plan. You know, like when you do that, you really don't get like disappointed because I see people do this all the time. Um, They'll say, oh, I want to achieve this by this age or I want to get this into this career within the next 12 months. And when they don't do that they end up getting so disappointed that they just completely quit, right? So I think that's the biggest mindset shift i made. Like, I really don't focus on time frames anymore. I just stay consistent to the journey. Like, I don't really care how long it takes. Like, mm-hmm. as long as I'm alive, like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good. Like, it doesn't matter how long it takes.
1: That's a gem, though. Because it's like, if you truly want something, like, why does it why do it care when you get it?
0: Yeah, the time going to pass anyway, so it mm-hmm. doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, no, that's... Mm-hmm. Damn, that's and it.
0: that
2: takes us back to something Brad Bradley Lee was, Lee was saying. It, yeah. You need to lower your what was it expectations? No, lower your goals. you said, lower, your, lower goals. your goals
1: to realistic things that you could accomplish because that'll mm-hmm. build your um, that'll build your momentum and confidence, and then you'll move differently mm-hmm. because you've been winning. So now that's that's definitely and what would be like let's, let's say the formula to retire or earlier if you had like a three four steps. You, matter of fact, you should drop like a book or something. Like, <laughs> they gonna like retire early. So yeah. like so like well if it was like a formula. Like, by steps, what would you say that formula is? Yeah, I mean,
0: I I would say step number one, like I said, focus on increasing your income. A lot of people say, you know, focus on saving money. I think you need to increase your income because you can only save so much if you're not making enough money, right? Um, After that, you know, you want to make sure that you're saving and paying down any consumer debt because if you got a ton of credit card debt, um, then, you know, you really can't do much. That interest is going to kill you. Uh, and then after that you want to focus on uh investing for passive income and once you do that, continue to invest that income don't don't take that passive income and then just go like ball out take the passive income and just invest it more so continue to reinvest and I'm telling you like by the time you look up, you'll realize like oh shoot like the money that's coming in is is the same amount that I'm making for my job or more so mm. uh, to me that's the that's the key that's that's my formula
1: mm-hmm. damn that's a- do you, do you have any, uh, any other questions before we wrap up? I know you do. You put
0: me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, yeah. what about you, B's? You have something else that, that you want to uh, touch on real quick before we wrap up? Uh,
0: no, I think that's it. I mean, I I think I covered everything. Honestly, <laughs> I don't. I think I covered everything. I think that. Yeah, I think no, I covered it all.
1: That's that's definitely. And this, this the this the um final question I, I like to ask people is, in your opinion, from your perspective, what is wealth to you?
0: Um, To me, I think wealth is is freedom and then having your investments pay for all your living expenses, Mm. right? Like, because if your living expenses are covered, technically, you don't need to work, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to work because most people work just to cover their expenses. So if you have your investments covering those expenses, you're pretty much free, right? So once you get over that hump of like, all right, my expenses are covered. Now, let me get that extra money coming in so I can live however I want.
1: Mm, that's that's facts because i remember when, when, when i when i got out the military uh i tweeted something saying like how, how i'll never have to work again it was because Yo, my invested my vet it, it could cover my expenses mm, yep. so it was like if i didn't want to work i didn't have to <laughs> right not to say it would be the smartest thing to do because you still want to make some you still want to mm-hmm. make some bread but if i didn't want to i don't have to so yeah, that's that's some game right there but before we let you go i want to say you already know how much D&I appreciates you. We chop it up all the time. So we definitely appreciate you taking the time to come up here and mess with us, come back on the show. We know you're going to have to do this again because it's a long time from the first <laughs> one to this one. So you're going to have to make sure we get the next one done. And secondly is, do you mind unplugging all your stuff where people can find you by your, uh, by your book, by your course, join SLS, everything, well, everything uh, YouTube, yeah. that's on the way. So yeah. We, oh, so yeah. much, so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Capital underscore sb um instagram is capital dot sb and don't fall for any of the scammers Um, and then as long as you make it to like you know my twitter and stuff you can click the links in my bio and you'll be able to find all of my courses so um if you don't want to go there you know you can just go to links dot capital sb dot com and you'll see everything about me there but yeah you know that's that's pretty much for me
1: and Mia, as uh, usual, I'm at Xavier C. Miller on all platforms. Uh, follow the podcast, Millionaire Mindsets, on all platforms as well. YouTube as well. And D, what's your info?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter Deanna S. Kent. Make sure you cop the crypto guide, the real estate guide. They're on sale for the rest of the year. And follow me on YouTube at Lessons in Life and Luxury.
1: And that's all we got for you. all appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Peace.